So recently I've been asked some questions like, how do I get more vegetables to my diet? And do I really need that many? I thought I was supposed to eat more protein. So I think it's time we debunk some myths about what to eat and why what you're eating may be making you fat. Welcome to the Healthy Habits Podcast. How do working parents like us not only find time to take care of our families, build a successful career, and contribute to society, and at the end of the day, still make time to take care of ourselves so we can be better parents, better coworkers, friends, and live a more fulfilled life? How do we learn to balance it all? The secret is in your habits, and it all begins with your health. Find your answers for balance here on the Healthy Habits Podcast. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to the Healthy Habits Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. So I used to wonder all the time how in the world I was supposed to eat five to nine daily servings of vegetables recommended by the government, right, for a healthy diet. Um, And even after realizing how flawed that system was, I still felt like vegetables were important, but I felt like instead of eating five, I was asked or requiring of myself to eat 50. Do you ever feel like that too? Like no matter how hard you try, you just can't get enough vegetables in and you're supposed to like them too. Fitting in all of those vegetables into three small meals a day feels like you are consigning yourself to the painful thought of eating nothing, um, nothing but leaves. And that of course runs the risk of causing a mental upheaval to the point where you find yourself eating a whole sleeve of Samoas just to assert your independence. Yes, I am speaking from personal experience here. So to make sure that's less likely to happen for you, though, if you're staring at those cookies right now, there's no guarantee, you might like to know why it's so very important to your overall physical and mental health. Look, if you're totally bored with this subject, I get it, but you need you to hear me out. Does that make sense? Will you do that for me, please? There are so many complexities within this topic, which means there's a need for a multi-series to really simplify the reasons why you, me, why we all need more vegetables. So don't miss out on on the coming episodes, okay? And if you'll bear with me, I promise this knowledge will give you so many gold nuggets of health wealth to keep in your bank when you need to use it most with real life tips for getting the most out of your newly wielded weapon that you will feel strong and confident in the things that you feel is best for you to build healthy habits and a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Does that sound good? Okay, so do you really need all those fruits and vegetables? Well, let's talk about that. I want to take a minute first to thank our sponsors of this podcast. Have you ever wanted to make a podcast? Have you ever had ideas in your head and you just need to get them out now? A podcast is a great way to do that. And the best platform I have found 
is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. I mean, that's like that's like top of the line, right? You, if you're going to make a podcast and you don't have any money to invest in anything to get your voice heard right now, free is the best is the only way to do it. So there's that. Then there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So no need to worry about fancy gadgets or uh, making sure that you're even sitting down at a computer when you want to get your thought out and publish your podcast. Or if you are with another friend and you want to, you know, um, interview someone or um, share a thought while you're on the road, doing it right from your phone is really an advantage. I can't tell you how, um, how easy it has made my life um, when trying to publish a podcast. So I am so thankful to have um, Anchor as our sponsor for our show today. And if you are ready to make your podcast and let your voice be heard, go to anchor.fm and sign up today for your free account. Now, I don't profess to know everything about health or about health foods. Heaven knows there are so many out there that I just don't know of, but I have done my research and I have had personal experience, a lot of it, a lot of experiences that confirm what I know. So you can take it for what it's worth. And I actually don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to take it and try it in your life. Find out what works for you because you and I, um, have both have very different bodies. We're very different. And uh, even though our bodies may function um, on basically the same level um, and um, function in the same way um, generally, based on genetic and environmental factors, our bodies can behave very differently. So try what works for you and you can um, find out from that what you feel um, helps you to get a handle on the large task of maintaining and improving your health. Does that sound good? Okay. Because this is our first discussion, I think it's important to explain the difference between fruits and vegetables and the fact that fruits and vegetables are not interchangeable. I'm going to say that again. Fruits and vegetables are not interchangeable, okay? And not all fruits or vegetables for that matter are, are equal in value. Some are just plain old better than others. And that's the hard truth. Secondly, those fruits you love to eat are actually metabolized in our bodies much differently inside your body than any other food. And this is something that not everyone knows when biting into a sweet, juicy peach. I know I'm not helping anything. You're always told to eat lots of fruits and vegetables, so we chow down on bananas and apples and grapes all year round, right? This is what we do in my family, or at least this is what we're inclined to do. See, fruit is made of fructose. It's a type of sugar, which when you eat it, instead of going to the intestines for further digestion, and this may be a gross topic to you, but this is just the facts of life. It goes to the intestine, and um, instead of going to the intestines, fruit goes to our liver. 
Here's the lowdown of the breakdown. When you eat that apple, it's sent to your liver to filter out any toxins. And you're probably thinking, what kind of toxins would an apple have? It includes any chemicals that were used to preserve the fruit while it was on the tree, right? And anything that your body can't use that finds harmful. What's less understood is that after filtering the fruits you eat to give your body the green light for absorbing minerals and vitamins and sending the unwanted goods away, your liver is also responsible for transforming that fruit to glycogen, which is just a name, another name for the sugar stored in your body. And surprisingly, your body doesn't store a lot of glycogen, which might better explain the energy surges you feel after eating dessert, right? Or a highly processed meal when you feel that surge of energy and you also experience the love handles you develop as your body stores fat. Is this hitting home? Does it make any sense to you? See, it's not just fruits that get sent to your liver for cleaning, filtering, and storing. Your liver stands guard to protect you against chemically treated foods and processed foods like Wendy's French fries, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and yes, even that grand caramel latte from Starbucks. As good as they taste, my friend, they are wreaking havoc on your body and your health goals. Now, I'm not saying never to have them again because that just wouldn't be balanced. But now's a good time for reflection. So I want you to ask yourself these questions. How often do you indulge in these foods? Is it more than three times a week? More than five times a week? Just once a week? I want you to make a mental note and put a pen to paper commitment down to balance the indulgence with healthy options. Does that sound good? Will you commit to do that for me and for you? So what happens next when we eat a lot of these kinds of foods, this, these fruits and these processed foods? Well, your body can only store a certain amount of glycogen. So the rest of it, you got it. If you guessed it, which I'm sure that you could, it's stored as fat. See, the liver can transform those simple sugars, the sugars from processed foods and fruits, into the energy we've been taught to hate the most, fat. It's a source of energy. And this is why fat gets a bad rap. It's the energy stored in your body that makes your shirts tight and your jeans not fit so right. So you hide from it, right? You ignore it. We all do. And you avoid eating it because it makes you fat, quote unquote, and yet your fat dilemma only gets worse. So imagine this with me for a minute. You're rushing around as usual, so you quickly make a smoothie from orange juice, yogurt, protein powder, and fruit. Sounds good, right? And throw some spinach in there for a bonus. For lunch, you have an apple with a BLT, um, nice juicy bacon, avocado is a healthy substitute for mayo, and you have some trail mix as a snack. For dinner, you come home, you make some pasta, and you have some chicken with a salad and a side of breadsticks. Does this sound like a typical day for you? Or is it better? Maybe worse? Can you maybe see from this pattern of meals how overloaded your body becomes with simple sugars? And the simplest way your body burns that excess energy is to burn the sugar quick, 
giving you that energy boost at 3 p.m. when you're slumping and a surge of hormones along with it. And these hormones send messages to your brain telling your body to store that extra energy. That extra energy is most likely fat from the bacon and the avocado and maybe the Alfredo sauce on your pasta uh, because you've unknowingly or knowingly consumed too much sugar. And until you balance the production of those hormones, not the calories, and take control of your digestive system, they are going to control the storage of fat and the burning of that fast sugar, that fast burning energy, till that fat storage disrupts the function and the enjoyment and quality of your life. And you finally decide to do something about it. So are you ready to do something about it? So vegetables, pulses, and legumes, and even grains are now your secret weapon. These, they're the Wheaties of your daily balanced diet, okay? They help to release those fat stores, giving you more energy. So say goodbye to the good, the 3 p.m. energy slump and you'll have better mental focus so you can be more productive at home, um, helping your kids, cooking dinner, teaching them, focusing on last details for the big project that you're working on from home, um, details to um, your date or even giving attention to your date with your husband coming up during the week. These are all really, really important things and uh, your and these Wheaties of your diet will be key in helping you to maintain that focus and that energy. I've noticed this in my own eating habits and this is what it really comes down to. The point is the way the ways in which your body processes food and the nutrients in those foods will be huge influencers in the way that your body also stores and or uses energy and which one it will be told to do uh, via the hormones in your body. So that's not something you can control except it is with the foods that you eat. Okay. And you have choice over that. Now, I didn't want to leave without a word about exercise. So let's talk about that. Now about exercise. Exercise is the big go-to, right? When we are looking for a weight change, an energy boost, um, a goal, a fitness goal that we're looking towards, but make no mistake about this. This is a false but long-standing belief that exercise is the key to shedding pounds, fitting better in your clothes, and improving your overall health. I agree that it improves our health but in case you haven't listened to the episode of my origin story, let me tell you like this. Your exercise can be just as unhealthy as that processed food you choose to eat. There are two huge benefits to exercise and neither of them has to do with burning fat, believe it or not. The first benefit is the mental health you gain from regular, consistent, and enjoyable exercise doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It just means that it's enjoyable before, during, or after the process. Your focus will be stronger 
and you'll feel better. And as a result, you will think healthy as much as feel healthy. And that is really, really important, right? Would you agree with me that that thinking healthy thoughts and feeling strong in your mind as well as in your body is 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 crucial in creating that mind-body connection and that overall sense of health. We cannot have um, whole or complete health in our body if our minds are not in the right place or if our bodies are not in the right place. And how we do one thing is how we'll do everything. And that is because our thoughts determine our actions and our actions spur and solidify thoughts. So it's really, really important to remember that exercise is going to help us mentally as much or more than physically. And I want you to imagine this with me. So just close your eyes, okay? It's a Saturday morning in the middle of May and you've just crossed the finish line of your first race, a 5K, a 10K, maybe even a half marathon. Now, so just humor me for a minute. Tell me, how do you feel when you've crossed that finish line? Pretty good, right? What does it look like? What do you look like? You're probably tired, probably dripping sweat, but that accomplishment, those endorphins running through your body, you're, you're pretty high on them, right? And if you're like me, you've already mentally started planning for the next one because of the feeling you get from that accomplishment. That's powerful. Exercise gives us that mental high and increases our focus, even our determination, our grit, our dedication for an extended amount of time when we might otherwise give in to avoiding the discomfort of those, what it takes to build those characteristics. Pretty awesome, right? Can you maybe see that this is a big reason why you exercise? Not necessarily those big bulging muscles that you stare at when you walk into the gym or that you're working towards as a side bonus. The other benefit you get, of course, is the physical health and not just those bulging muscles um, that you, you know, enjoy uh, admiring in the mirror, but your physical health benefits are the ones you actually can't see, squish, kiss, feel, um, even though the pain and the discomfort of exercise is a really good starting point. The physical benefits I'm talking about are things like breathing better, reducing your resting heart rate, sleeping better. And my friend, this is so, so very important because I was there once after my heart surgery and before my heart surgery, I, my resting heart rate was at 100 beats per minute. Now, your resting heart rate might be around 60. It might be higher than that. It might be lower than that. Um, I could not sleep when I was at 100 beats per minute. My body was still in running mode and running fast, and it was really hard to recover. And that recovery is so very, very important. So as I learned to reduce my resting heart rate after surgery, I noticed that my breathing improved and now this is really important um, and this is something that exercise also helps us to do is increases your body's sensitivity to insulin production and its ability to filter. So remember the liver? It's, so it improves our body's ability to 
metabolize or filter, metabolize, and regulate your digestion of fructose and simple sugars, making it a prime time for you to eat those fruits and that processed food that might be higher in simple sugars. So because your body is more aware of its hormone production, it will also produce less overall because your metabolism has stepped up to help and helped you to recognize when you are feeling overly, um, overly insulin stimulated or less so. And by balancing these hormones, you are tapping into the fat burning energy system to give you sustained hours of energy, which is what we want, right? We don't want these energy crashes. And also without the headaches or the blurry, the blurry um, or discombobulated thoughts. What does this all mean? It means that eating fruits post-workout is actually beneficial for your body, your muscles, and your metabolism. It helps you to recover and it helps actually to increase the size of your muscles. Those bagels, those muff muffins, pasta you love so much, they can actually help your body. If you have just finished a serious HIIT workout, um, go to my YouTube channel, Healthy Me, Healthy We, if you're looking for a good HIIT, uh, or my Facebook page, and you want a workout that leaves you breathless, go there. I promise you'll get one. And um, so if you finished a HIIT workout, for example, and it leaves you breathless and dressed, drenched in sweat, then it's a good indication your body needs to replenish those simple sugars, right? It's really important to have them, thus creating balance in your body to find an appropriate time for those simple sugars and, and actually make them work for you. So it makes your muscles grow, uh, helps you store less fat, uh, and with a consistent pattern of exercise and recovery, you'll burn more fat in the process. Which brings me to the truth bomb of the day. Bada bing, are you ready? Calories are not responsible for fat storage. Hormones are. If you've noticed through this entire episode, we have talked about the importance of balancing your hormones. And you no longer need to play the frustrating and losing game of calorie counting. So you don't need to throw out that scale, but just remember that 1,200, 1,500 calories a day, you don't need to count those numbers anymore. The choirs of food angels are singing their hallelujahs. <laughs> so your healthy habit takeaway is here. And I want you to take this for what it's worth to you. This was my takeaway and yours might be different from mine. What has helped me to build healthy habits in my own life and in the lives of my family, um, really they've helped my body work for me instead of me picking a daily fight against what naturally happens in my body, right? We get mad when we have energy crushes. We get mad when we have cravings. This is the message I want you to take away from this. This is the message that I got from this experience, um, that hormones are the messengers of our meals, brought to life by the simple sugars we eat. And the more we eat, the more they regulate your body's energy storage, most often in the form of fat. You can control their regulation by controlling your simple sugar intake. 
So I can control these hormones by what I eat, right? Eating more vegetables, less fruit will help me to create better balance in those, those hormones so I can tap into those fat stores. And in the end, I have more energy and I love the shape of my body. And then I commit to eating just one serving of vegetables with each meal. And if I add a fruit to my meal, I will also try and add another vegetable because they are the stabilizing uh, weapon of my of my diet. And actually the cash flow, which we've talked about this in, in another episode, but drinking water before and after meals, it's the cash, it's like cash flow in your bank. And doing it before and after each meal helps my liver to better process and release toxins and helps me to feel full sooner and stay full longer and recognize when I might just be thirsty instead of hungry. So what do you commit to for your healthier habits today? Write it down. Pin it to your bathroom mirror, your refrigerator, heck, even the dashboard of your car if that's where you're most susceptible to give in. Don't forget when you're doing this how very far you've come. Don't just look at the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Where you want to be is really important and we need to focus on that. But don't forget to occasionally look back and see just how far you've come. Growth doesn't come easily, so give yourself some credit and some love when you struggle or when you give in or it takes a while. Overnight change is not sustainable. So just keep it up and know that I love you because a healthy we begins with a healthy me. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope this leaves you feeling more empowered and excited to start practicing just one healthy habit. The most effective way to make your habits stick is to share them. So please share with me on Facebook or Instagram what you are going to do so I can offer support and help hold you accountable. Heaven knows we all need that. Then share this podcast and your new healthy habit with a friend so you can increase the number of people in your corner cheering you on and also make a difference by contributing to someone else making a positive change in their lives because a healthy we begins with a healthy me. Yes, it all starts with you. Make it a great day, my friend.